Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, apologize for the delay in services. Um, I had a few things come up this evening that uh, warranted a delay. Um, nevertheless, I wanted to uh, for us to go into the scripture this evening and a uh, number of ours that are out um, for procedures and things like that. Let's just continue to remember Joe as he has his procedure tomorrow. Um, uh, Rhonda has been traveling. Wayne and Shirley uh, have been sick. Um, and a number of those that are out this evening. So uh, we decided to have services um, uh, recording this evening. Um, so if you will, just bear with me in our recording. I would have done a live, but um, had a malfunction in my on my tablet so I will not be rec recording live this evening I do apologize for that uh, the inconvenience for that um, this evening we'll continue our study into uh, dr uh, excuse me <laughs> continue our study into the book of Galatians this evening um, looking at uh, again uh, letters of, of the Apostle Paul to the church at Galatia. Uh, last week we made it to about verse 10. We'll, we'll start this evening in verse 11. Uh, last week, first five verses covered just a, a general greeting and an opening for, for the letter there to the church at Galatia. And the subsequent five verses, five through 10, uh, just to recap, uh, discussed uh, the perversion of the gospel uh, that had been happening there and uh, Paul was uh, kind of warning them about uh, turning away from the gospel and, and, and what it might bring. Um, he talks uh, a little bit about that, and on into verse 11 there, he begins to, to talk a little bit about uh, giving a defense of his, uh, or a, a response rather, to uh, his background and, and Judaism. Uh, so, uh, we'll we'll read those accounts there. So verse 11 of chapter 1, it says, But I certify to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after men. For I neither received of man, neither was I taught of it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jewish religion, and how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited it, uh, profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals and mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father, of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me uh, from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me, and whom I might preach Him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I into Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. But, off, uh, but other of the apostles saw I none, save James the Lord's brother. Now the things which I wrote unto you, behold, before, uh, before God I lie not. Afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and was unknown by faith unto the churches of Judea, from where Christ uh, were, in, but which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he who persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith with which he destroyed, 
and they glorified God in me. Uh, so Paul goes on talking about uh, um, that the gospel uh, that he preached was not what did he say? <clears throat> he says but I certify to you brethren that the gospel which is preached of me is not after men. So the gospel preached by Paul was not for men. He goes on beyond the perversion of the gospel there, stating, I, I preach the gospel that's not of men. He then goes on saying, I, I received it by what? By the revelation of Jesus Christ. So he's referencing there, again, his, his uh, being struck down on the road to Damascus and his conversion there, uh, as we know him as Saul, uh, and after it being known as Paul. So he arose as a different man, serving the Lord. So he says, For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He says, I wasn't taught this by any man. I was taught it by the Lord Jesus himself. So he talks about being an apostle and other, and other references there out of due season. Um, because, of course, most of the apostles, having seen Christ uh, in the flesh, Paul did not. Um, so here he was saying, you know, I, I did see the Lord, even though it was after he revealed himself to me on the road to Damascus. So he goes on there in verse 13, for ye have heard of my co uh, conversation in times past as in the Jewish religion and how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. We know this, uh, and by all accounts, over there in, in uh, the uh, the Acts of the Apostles there, uh, and just what exactly transpired there. We know he was at the, sti uh, the, sti the stoning of Stephen um, and received the clothes of those who stoned, uh, stoned him. So we know he was there, and he, we know he persecuted the church there. As well as when he was going to Damascus, he was going there to... What? To persecute the church, to lock up people and to bring them back and have them tried and killed. So we know that by all accounts that Paul wasn't a zealous persecutor uh, of, from the Jews. Count in Acts. Let's just go to the account there itself. Acts chapter 9. It says, Now Saul, breathing threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him for the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, both women and men, that he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And it came about as he journeyed, journeyed, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecuting me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? He says, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and it will, shall be told to you what you must do. And the men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. And Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open could see nothing. Leading him by the sand, they brought him into Damascus. 
and he was three days without sight, neither ate nor drank. And now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and he said, The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and behold, here I am, Lord. He said, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire of the house of Judas from a, for a man from Tarsus named Saul. And behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him and set so that he might regain his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard of many, uh, many about this man, how much harm he did to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all and call, that call upon thy name. But the Lord said, Go, for he has chosen an instrument of, mine, instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias departed and entered the house. After laying hands on him, brother, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, has sent me to, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales that he regained sight, and he arose and was baptized, and he took food and was strengthened. So to be a, just, uh, a, a a zealous persecutor of the church and then all of a sudden to be converted. Ananias was scared there. He's like, I, Lord, I, I know him. I've heard of this man. And I don't want to, I don't, you know, he's led people away. And the Lord says, he's my chosen instrument. You'll go do this. So by all accounts there, Saul was one of the chief persecutors of the church at the t- uh, of the time. And again, after that, having having received his vision back by the provision of the Lord through Ananias, he let, he was baptized and he went where? He went to Arabia after this. The churches were scared of him. And he wanted to make sure that he was, <laughs> was who he said he was. And of course... Paul, uh, having received this, was going to do the Lord's work, but the Lord sent him away to work on him. But again, he's not these feels like he need to, but he's certifying his ministry here and what what took place and how he understands that uh, he persecuted the church and of course these things which were transpiring prior to this. He talked about again perverting the gospel and how some of the Jews were trying to bring others under the old law through circumcision and uh, or that they could partake of only by circumcision. That was something in Old, old Testament practice and was not something that the New Testament covered. So Paul was kind of saying, look, I understand some of these things, but, but uh, I'm, I'm, nevertheless, I'm here to preach the gospel. Acts chapter 26, he, he kind of does the same thing. He gives a, a defense before Agrippa regarding... Uh, what the Lord called him to do. Verse 4 says, So then all the Jews know my name, uh, know, know my manner of life from what youth left, from which from the beginning was spent among my own nation and at Jerusalem. And since they had known about me for a long time previously, if they are willing to testify that I lived as a Pharisee according to the strictness of of the sect of our religion, and now I am standing trial for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers, the promise to which the twelve tribes hope to attain, and that they earnestly serve God night and day. 
And for this hope, O king, I am being accused by Jews. Why is it considered incredible among among you people if God does raise the dead? So then I thought of to myself that I had to do many things uh, hostile to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and this is just what I did in Jerusalem. Not only did I lock many of the saints in prison, having received authority from the chief priests, but also when they were being put to death, I cast my vote against them. And as I punished them, Often in the, all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme, and being furiously enraged at them, I kept pursuing them even to foreign cities. While thus engaged, as I was journeying to Damascus with the authority of the chief priest at midday, O king, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun and shining to all those who were journeying with me. When we had all fallen to the ground and heard the voice in the Hebrew dialect, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. It says, Who art thou, Lord? I am the Jesus, the whom I persecute. It says, But to stand up and you're on your feet, for this purpose I have appeared to you, to appoint you as a minister and a witness of not the things which you have seen, but also to the things which I, hear, which I will appear to you, deliver you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they might turn from the darkness and light, and from dominion of Satan uh, to God, in order that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. Consequently, Agrippa, I do not prove disobedient to the heavenly vision, but kept declaring both to Damascus first and then to Jerusalem, and then throughout all the regions of Judea and even to the Gentiles, that they should be repentant and turn to God, performing the appropriate... uh, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. For this reason, some Jews seized me in the temple and tried to put me to death. And so, having obtained help from God, I stand to this day testifying, both in small and great, stating nothing but that the prophets and Moses were going to take place, that the Christ was to suffer, and by reason of his resurrection from the dead, he might be the first to proclaim light both to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. And while Paul was saying this, it is since best is said in a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you mad. Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I utter words of sober truth. The king knows about these matters, and I speak of him with confidence, since I am persuaded that none of these things escape no notice, for this has not been done in the corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do. And Agrippa replied, in short, time you will persuade me to become a christian paul said i would to god that whether in short or in long time only you but all that hear me this day might be as i am except for these chains and the king arose and governor bernice and those who were sitting with them and when they had drawn aside they began talking to one another saying this man is not doing anything worthy of death or imprisonment and agrippa said festus this man might have been set free if it had not been for his appeal to caesar so again the account of paul there and reference to what were our text here from Galatians is giving a defense of the gospel before Agrippa before he has made an appeal to Caesar uh, to to sustain his life because the, the Jews sought to kill him. Of course, we know by all accounts there in previous chapters that a group of what forty or so men had vowed a curse to not eat or drink until they had killed Paul and sought to, of course. Uh, get the uh, approval of the Sanhedrin court there and to pursue him and to get the Sanhedrin to, to implore him to come and be tried before the Sanhedrin so that they could kill him. Of course, we know that 
knowing this, Paul's nephew shared this information with him and uh, subsequently led for him to plead for his life for uh, appeal to Her- uh, to Caesar, rather. So then led to the account there in, in chapter 27 in Acts where he was giving giving his testimony before King Agrippa. Uh, so here again you have many many things that many accounts here in the scripture that that testify to just what Paul was talking about over here in Galatians. When he says, Three years later I went to Jerusalem and came acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him fifteen days, but I did not see any others of the apostles except James and the Lord's brother. So he didn't meet any of the other apostles, but he did meet James, the brother of, of Jesus, who we know was there. Um, so it's like I, I haven't had, I haven't seen them. He says they know. He goes on there. He says I went and traveled to Syria and Cilicia preaching, and I preached, in, of course, later in Judea, which Christ preached. But he says, but only they kept hearing. He who has persecuted us is preaching the faith, and he had been tried. Uh, to destroy, which he had once tried to destroy, and they were glorifying God because of me. So the the church rejoiced that Paul, an enemy, was made uh, by all accounts a steward of the Lord's word. They rejoiced at this. Uh, Although it took some time, they were probably scared to death that he was probably uh, laying a trap for them all. Uh, Probably all except Ananias and those who knew Paul uh, probably felt that way at some point. But Paul, nevertheless, is laying the groundwork here uh, that he is—he has a ministry that was given to him by the Lord, and that his desire is to help the church at Galatia um, in their service to the Lord, and not to be caught up with false doctrine. It's—it's it's a pretty interesting account there uh, in those verses that lead up to verse twenty-four. So. We can look at uh, these accounts, but it's probably best that we stop there for the evening and uh, keep this this study short because there's a lot of rich material there. Um, I would encourage you to look through the scriptures on this. Uh, again, we looked at um, Galatians chapter 10, verses um, 11 through 24 there in the account. We also looked at Acts chapter 20. Uh, 26, uh, or there starting in verse 4, and we read through the uh, down to the end of the chapter there, verse 32. Um, many other accounts there. I know uh, over in Corinthians that Paul kind of gives some of the collaborating information on his uh, uh, what happened there. Um, so, good study there for us to look at and as we continue through the Galatians. I would encourage you to start reading in chapter 2 there uh, in preparation for next week. Uh, hopefully we can have some good discussion there. Um, appreciate your time and attention. I hope that everyone does well. Again, remember those prayer requests are in need. Um, and uh, pray that everyone has a wonderful week. Uh, Lord willing, we'll have uh, a recording again uh, this week uh, for midweek services as we begin to prepare for that. Uh, we know we do those recordings. Uh, something else to consider is we're having uh, visitors on the 24th of this month. 
which we've kind of talked about as we get close, we'll decide what we want to do. Um, our visitors from Lancaster, California, there at the church, um, Chris and Julie Butter are going to come visit us. Uh, continue to remember Elias and Katrina Wilterding uh, and, and what they're going through with their home. As well as remember our brothers and sisters in Christ wherever they are. Um, and remember one another. Encourage one another. I encourage us to pray for one another. And seek the Lord's guidance and wisdom as we go through this week. So pray that everyone has a, a good restful evening and a good week. And uh, you know, always you know that you can always reach out if you have a need or, or just want to stay in touch. So Lord bless you all. and. Have a great evening.